Welcome to Saha Says, where we discuss headlines and happenings from around the internet. Then we sprinkle in the comments of the participants of the San Antonio Hacker Association. Joining us tonight on the program, we have Pinky, the team captain for UTSA's CCDC. Got Cooper, the biohacker news curator and founder of Dangerous Minds Podcast. Myself, I'm Sciatic Nerd, the B-Sides SATX coordinator, and this podcast's manager, if you want to call it that. I wanted to open up because we've updated some of the language describing the program, trying to update our feed. And one of the things we talk about is the four voices, because usually we also have Vesh on here to add some more counterpoint to us. So we call it, or I call it the four voices, and I don't know what everyone else thinks, but basically we take these different perspectives and we apply it to the news that we're reading to see if we have different approaches to things. Now, one of the voices I address for Coop is the journeyman who's working his way into the, the industry and growing his, his, uh, uh, his career, basically. And so congratulations go to Coop, who just landed his first gig uh, since we've been doing this podcast. So hooray, Coop. Congratulations, man. Yeah, if it was only an InfoSec gig, that would make it that much more fun. Well, it, Since it's just an entry-level, you know, hosting support job, but I've already fixed a number of people's personal computers and phones uh, while still in training at the office. It's kind of funny. Well, that's still okay. I mean, you're you're getting real-world experience, and and that's better than than not getting anything at all, right? I mean, you're still growing, aren't you? Yeah. I always ought to you know do something different just for a different perspective, really and skills other than just working out of books. Right. Cause I mean, it's more about actually picking up new skills, learning new things and actually growing as a practitioner and participant in security. So for the moment you're working on just having a job, which is awesome because there are good real world reasons to just have a job, but foot in the door, there are hopefully other opportunities down the road. At least that would be my perspective. Having that's kind of how I, I, I did some of this. Because uh, I started and I did, you pay your dues, right? You, you pay your dues for however long it needs to be at that organization. But then you work on picking up additional uh, taskings as you grow. At least, again, that's kind of the idea from my point of view. Uh, what what would your thoughts be, Coop? Yeah, it, that's that's a goal, any job you go into. Uh, but often enough, in between jobs, sometimes when you're laid off, you're stuck taking like an entry level position and then having to work your way up mainly because, you know, most places you're kind of in the in-between, at least that's what I've seen when interviewing. Uh, it's like, I'm way too overqualified for most positions I'm looking at, but I'm way too underqualified for ones that probably would be better, better set for my skill set. But, you know, you take what you can get, then you try and make the most of it. So like, and this one, I, I know that, you know, they didn't really, you know, get the, get the gist of why I was applying there in the first place, because it's like, okay, you've been in tech for how many years you've, you've done all sorts of other stuff that, but not hosting. Why are you applying for hosting? It's like, because it's a job in tech. It's still halfway relevant to what I'm doing. Right. And it's a, it is a big enough company that, you know, eventually, once I get a solid enough foundation in the company, I would think that I'd be able to move to something that's a little bit more my, you know, game plan ish in the long run, really. And what is your game plan in the long run? Uh, 
doing some sort of network security officer, um, data forensics, you know, network forensics, what have you. It just depends on uh, what I'm able to find in the company. Like I even asked during training if, if they had a internal pen testing group that will basically hack all the things, write reports, fix all the things, or get to the people that actually manage that so they can fix all the things and move on and find more stuff to break along the way. And that would definitely be the most ideal in the end. Sure. You know, once I've learned enough, because, you know, who doesn't want to get paid to break things? And then for them to be fixed and that much more secure. That sounds like an ideal job for most people, I would think. So I'm going to turn that again, of course, turn the microphone to Pinky and ask if there's kind of a similar thought in your mind. And and I, I would love to ask Vesh this uh, when next we're all together. But Pinky, is that also the same or similar game plan for you? Yeah, it is a similar game plan I have. Um, because I honestly don't know how to graduate, it seems. You know, anyone who knows me has realized that I got my bachelor's, decided that wasn't good enough, went for my master's, decided that wasn't good enough, working on my PhD. So I'm in this nice, awkward situation of I don't have enough real-world experience for a lot of things, <laughs> but I'm getting overqualified. So I think coming a year and a half or so, I'm going to have a similar talks that Coop's having. Well, is uh, it- Why are you applying here again? Because right. I want something fun. Well, there has to be something along the way that, that keeps your interest as you build towards it. So, I mean, I admit, I, I kind of, it's a weird road because you start out saying I have to make enough money to eat, right? I mean, I've got to be able to help pay the bills and whatnot and keep the, the cat in, in fresh uh, tins of food. Hopefully the cat will eat. But th- there are just things to pursue. Now, when I, I, I look at my friends here, uh, across the the different rooms that we have or represented in our webcams, I, I do wonder if you guys find um, solace in the fact that that there are those who you hang out with at Saha and those you work with on red teams and blue teams and purple teams or whatever at conferences. D- do you find encouragement in seeing that other people are are having the jobs you want, or is it maybe that you are frustrated because? You say, how, how long do I have to toil to get there? Or what did they do differently than I'm doing? Or any of the above? I'm going to go back the or, other way around. I mean, so go. Or who do I have to kill? Who do I have to blow to get into the right job? <laughs> Not that I would actually do that. You know, if you're uh-huh. listening and you're wondering, you know, how much, how many inches can he take? The answer is fuck off. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's some things I'll do for a job. That's not one of them. Um, so, yeah. So- it's one of those things that, you know, after I've heard of similar guys, you know, after they got their bachelor's trying to get that first job, they were unemployed for like three years of job hunting. Right. Well, I was ready to kill somebody after almost a year of job hunting. So it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go three years. I will take a shitty entry level job and make the most of it. I can. And then uh, grow from there. You know, it seems kind of funny when your trainer halfway through training is like, why are you here? Oh, well, trust when me. They're asking you to draw a picture. Of how does the internet work? And then you talk about undersea cables, infrastructure, even down to like, you know, a neighborhood nodes, you know, bridgers, stuff like that. And you make the big picture of sorts, even fiber interconnecting nodes. Right. To create a 
region, what okay, have hold, you. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Just like so the, the 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 challenge with what is going on there is that by demonstrating your level of knowledge like that, there is a or aren't you concerned that they'll count you as too qualified? Therefore, they may not offer you the position. In other words, in the same way that social engineering works in one direction, shouldn't it also be considered the other direction? I don't know. Uh, one of the guys in the class thought I was trying to show off, and I was like, dude, I was just answering the question. And she gave us like over an hour to draw it, and I was done in 30 minutes while my, and then spent the rest of the time teaching my teammates what it meant. Oh, dear. And, uh, oh, wow. It was kind of funny because everybody was like, uh, it's one box to the router to the internets to another router to another computer. It's like, well, that's the basics of some things, but there, the cloud is just somebody else's computer. And, and yeah. So same, same thought back at you, Pinky. I mean, hearing this, what does it make you think of regarding stepping out into the, the job market after the, the confines of, of growing and doing the, the, the PhD work. I think one of the most important things that regardless of your education level is important is the fact that um, you need to not be arrogant per se. You need to realize that a job's a job. Again, it brings food on the table. It might not be the most money out there. It might not be your ideal job. But I remember back in my undergrad when I was considering going out in the workforce, so many of my friends were like, oh, well, I deserve more than forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, so I'm not going to take this job. Yeah. And then they didn't get a job for over a year, and or they're working yeah. somewhere they hate, and it's like, then they just get stagnant, and they're like, I'm so unhappy, and it's like, now you have three, four years of experience. Exactly. You now have the capability of trying to change that, but I think you know a lot of people they just again get stagnant. They don't go to improve themselves. They don't. Go to local things like Saha and see what other possibilities there are for them. They, you know, if you go into a coding job, you just get stuck in that coding language, whatever. If you go into projects management, you get stuck in projects management. They never expand. They never be right. like, well, I'm unhappy with this. What do I need to change? And see, that was actually one of the, the driving forces behind changing jobs not that long ago was an opportunity to take on a new challenge. Because if, if you feel like you're running out of challenge, that may present a different problem. It's one thing if you stop growing. Uh, it's one thing if you have no opportunity to grow. It's a different thing if you run out of room to to grow. Or at least, well, that's one way to talk about it. I mean, th there are so many reasons to, to choose things. A and there are options, uh, always options, right? So with that, thank you for, for chatting about that for a minute. And uh, we can actually get to talk about some news, I would imagine. Because apparently there is news out there, and Coop is going to start telling us all about it. Yes, yay! Story time, indeed. Yay! And... <laughs> story time, story time. Okay, now that we've got the creepy out, go ahead. No, no, that's that. Uh, we've not yet begun to creepy. Wait, no, never mind. Go ahead, please. Awkward. All right, so this is coming from rt.com. And uh, talking about how the hacker who helped expose Ohio rape case pleads guilty, then faces more prison time than the rapists themselves. Whoa. How does this make sense in America? 
wait, wait. How does it make sense at all? This has got nothing to do with country or locale. <laughs> I was going to make make the joke of, wait, wait, we just had an election. How does that make sense? Oh. Okay, so now that you've gotten your politicism out, you've got your jazzercise shorts on for politics, let's, let's, let's proceed. So I shouldn't say trumpsingles.com, what? Dot net, dot co. Oh, good gravy. Uh, UK. See, why are you bringing the Brits into this? They, 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 they got their exit. So why are you bringing them back in? Oh, anyway. Oh. So, you know, it's talking about the, this, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, rubble, rubble, diddle, diddle, dee, wubba, wubba, wubba. That rabbling just uh, totally threw me off. Okay. Anyway, you know, back to the story. So yeah, I don't, if you've lived under a rock, you haven't heard of this before where a kid you know, did a little bit of hacking around and found some fun incriminating evidence in order to bring up the douchebags that did some bad stuff and try and get, bring them to justice. And in that he also incriminated himself because he had to go digging to get it. Ooh. But the bad thing is, you know, as vigilantes often find they're often thrown in the same prison, if not treated worse than the people actually perpetuating the crimes, especially if your name is not Brock. Oh, oh. so yeah. Do you feel better? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how uh, someone that, you know, attacks someone else ends up basically getting off while, Someone that, yes, he did some bad things to do a good thing involving his computer and the internets ends up getting screwed by it all. It's like, yeah, I guess his name wasn't Brock, so he doesn't get off. I, I don't know who this Brock is. He's the the swimmer that got probation and so that he his uh, promising swimming career would not be destroyed by him going to prison. He was one of the rapists. Yeah, the one who got out like in less than two months or some shit like that. Yep. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about something else entirely. Okay. No, so Brock this Turner is... or whatever. The no, I wasn't is. talking about broccoli. I was talking about one of the rapists. Well, I, I don't know about your vegetable preferences. That's got nothing to do with this. Um, but so what's interesting, actually, is I look back through this well, I mean, it does say KY Anonymous. I mean, it does say that right there in the article. I know it means Kentucky Anonymous, but... Um, <laughs> it's lubed for her pleasure. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, so the... the Leading you a nice, smooth way into prison. Uh, right. Just just straight <sighs> to prison with the broccoli an and the vegetable. Privacy. Um, it's an invasion of farming, but... Uh, no, I was looking at the, the the plea agreement reference here in in the actual conversation. It's kind of weird because they were saying that you know even though he he the the plaintiff in this case conspired with another person to access the fan site and then go digging into things, uh, they were basically trying to gain notoriety and publicity for their online identity, which I'm sure Vesh would have strong language about because it's at what point do you stop being the vigilante doing the good deed or the supposed good deed? Where's that line? Um, Apparently not drawn well enough in the sand, really. I, um, I, I do find myself wondering, you know, because that's one of the problems 
now I personally, I've got my own issues, whatever. But when I watch TV shows and scripted drama that depicts vigilantism as a welcome approach that can solve things, there's going to be a place where people are going, uh, where the powers that be likely will draw a line, right? So I, I don't know. I'm just curious about where the line is on, on what this would be. So when uh, the victim attempted to press charges, the person's character was attacked in their own town, the leaders of which have been accused of trying to cover up the actual crime. So yet again, we see evidence that human beings are not always making the right choices because people, well, Fuck. I was going to say, actually, if you ever watch the show, the uh, IT crowd, the, there's yeah. a good explanation of what uh, about people in that show where um meanwhile i would like to jump <laughs> would you say where or question? oh where no avoidance oh uh, no 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 in the it crowd uh, i believe it's in season two they discuss people what a bunch of bastards that's the actual quote from the character in the show uh, for the actual time reference, hang on, let me get that for you. Uh, no, I'll, I'll do that actually in the break between the next story. So jumping to a story from Vox.com, Apple may have finally gotten too big for its unusual corporate structure is the headline. So basically, uh, <laughs> Apple is ceasing development of its airport line of Wi-Fi routers as well as its Time Machine wireless backup devices. It comes on their announcement back in October that they're not going to make external monitors and they're going to partner with LG to create some kind of Apple uh, display. So they're getting out of some of the hardware business, which is a huge surprise. This makes me so sad. What? Right. Because they're losing money hand over fist because nobody wants to buy their... No, I love their router. That are, have not changed much in years. Well, okay, so whether or not you appreciate the router itself, see, this is why I like these stories, because this actually sounds like you were surprised by it. You may not have been aware of the fact that they were discontinuing some of their hardware lines. And the reason they have to do that is no one's buying. It's expensive, right? So I can buy a TP-Link off of uh, an online sales store, right, and not have to spend all that money on on the backup device. I can do that through the through somebody else's computer through the cloud, right? So, yeah, what, but go ahead, go. When you the whole thing is that you know, sure, when it comes to laptops, we can argue, you know, that an Alienware is way better than MacBook Pro, whatever. I'll concede to a point there. When it comes to your network networking equipment, you need to spend a certain amount for it to last any length of time. When you cheap out with your goddamn modem or router. It's just going to die within six months to a year, possibly. And if it doesn't die, you're going to get throttled on your internet features and whatnot. My, I was going through probably a router every year or so. Now, is that through hardware dying or is it yeah, through... hardware dying? Really? What were you buying? Netgear? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> E-Link? I'm not that stupid. I did get some TP links and they were some of the more durable ones, but I didn't get that good of speeds on them per se. And yeah, TP links probably... just good to flash. Yeah. When I switched to Apple's router, um, I forget why we did. I think we just did because like my mom had him. It just won't die you know, six years later and still doing good speeds. Okay. So we got it. And I mean, I have a really good Wi-Fi broadcasting, probably too good. You know, I can go to my apartment, you know, housing office, the pool and still have, you know, Wi-Fi, which is a little bit creepy and all, but 
I get over 200 megs on Wi-Fi, and it's just, it's really powerful. It never goes down. I don't have to reboot it. And sure, you pay a lot, but I'm happy with it. Right, Happier but- than any other cheap $30, $40 one. So that that's the actual challenge, isn't it? You know, the what you get, you, you, you get what you pay for, but there's more to it than that. The, there has to be a, a level of, okay, great, so I don't have to mess with this anymore. Or wait, I know, I'll just go buy old, uh, old discontinued, ne- you know, enterprise-level network hardware because at least I can configure that. Uh, most people don't care, right? I mean, that's if, if with exposure to people who are not network professionals – Let's be honest. Nobody cares. And yes, and that's there it is. What Sorry. Fuels my favorite botnets. And, and and that's the problem. That's really the problem. Is that as long as people are satisfied with saying I don't have to learn any of this stuff, because what are they going to do? The uh, the alternative is to buy each of you a beer and say, "Come set up my network hardware." Right. I like beer. See. I that's- like German beer, preferably Waldschneider Bach, easily bribed. But that's I like the cider. Point. Oh, cider isn't bad. Oh, ciders. No, tried um strongbows. Love strongbows. The, the cherry blossom one isn't bad. Wait, cherry blossom? No, I've only tried regular strongbow. I didn't know there was yeah, anything. I'm pretty sure it's strongbow. Let me go Google real fast. No, that I... that sounds more like a woodchuck thing. No, it is cherry. Woodchuck it is strongbow. The seasonal one. A seasonal. I didn't know there was one. Yeah, because right now they're selling like a four pack, you know, featuring some of them, and it's like. The newest one is their cherry blossom. Also comes with honey, golden apple, and ginger. Golden apple and ginger? Yeah, they have four that different sounds flavors. sounds like a good idea. I've actually, I've never seen that. Ginger's really good. I like it. No, ginger is wonderful. Ginger is a great thing. But gold apple is just like their traditional. Oh. Tasty but soulless. Really soulless. <laughs> well, I don't have no, a soul, it, so I'm okay with oh, this. Oh, good gravy. How do you know that you have no soul? Because you're ginger because yourself? Because I sold it for a Klondike bar. Da-dun-dun. There it is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you should have held out for a golden fiddle. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I love Klondike bars. You don't understand how much I love Klondike bars. That's a- <laughs> you know, there's this guy, Esau, who kind of went through the same issue with his birthright, but not his soul. Um because Chile apparently it was later known as Israel. What? Yeah, well, that's not only his brother actually, but that's okay. Uh, so I was going to ask about other things, and I got completely derailed because we were talking about uh, this. So actually, okay, so even Apple's more popular laptop products show signs of the same kind of neglect, and the latest iteration of the crap. MacBook Pro offers a number of impressive features, but maxes out at a relatively low amount of memory, doesn't offer many ports, and isn't equipped with truly top-of-the-line internal chips. What they're really saying is it's showing its age. It's showing its age. It's not changing. Fair. Like, I don't know what the hell happens. You know, when the Retinas first came out 2012, it was really impressive. They had some of the most beautiful monitors you could find in a laptop, per se, you know, you can always get better outside of a laptop. We can just agree there, you know. You're when gonna Steve died, the there it is. got there sucked go. out of the company. Now, n- n- real talk right there. Hashtag real talk. That's the actual yeah. problem is that they don't have a visionary driving the bus anymore. They need yeah. a lunatic to stand up there. You, you need to get someone from your. Yeah. And where the hell did Johnny Ive go? I swear Johnny Ive, like whatever new position he got, hasn't been the best. Well, they probably, the, those who, who like the status quo fear change, right? I mean, isn't that how that works? That's, that's why there are so many unique people in the computer security space, 
because they're not allowed to run things. Look what happened. We, we have situations where when the people who are really creative or have a, a very different way of looking at things, they, they don't, there's a habit of sometimes not having the best judgment when it comes to social media and they might just put their foot all the way down into their stomachs. I mean, we've seen it before, unfortunately, some really amazing people in this community who unfortunately get hosed by, by saying things out of turn, to say the least. So you need a balance between the jobs, the Steve Jobs types and, and the, the people who are going to help keep things balanced and steady and stable. So if you have too much of either one, you wind up where companies eat themselves, you know, you, that you lose footing. You lose ground. And I think Apple is about to, I mean, people are actually saying in the popular spaces, in, in, in the open forums that Microsoft's new surface, uh, it's not mm. just the tablet. It's the, the art desk looking. Control. No, no, it's the, 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 not the pro. yeah, it's the, the new surface. I gotta look this let up. Let me start Googling. Surface Dex desktop. Yeah. It, it's yeah. actually the, the Surface Book 2, certain, no, it's not even that one. It's, it's not the even Surface, wasn't that the studio? I don't studio, know. yeah, that's it, the studio, that's it. So the Surface Studio is actually raising eyebrows, even though HP did something interesting with a, another strange design a couple of years ago, it just didn't catch on. Did you see how expensive the Surface Studio is, though? Fuck, I mean, we can shit on Apple, we want for them being expensive, but goddamn. Well, that's that's three thousand. Three thousand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I For three thousand. I would buy a, a thirteen-inch uh, Alienware. Yeah, RAM. I think Microsoft's like, oh, we can now do Apple. Let's go charge more for Windows. Fuck. Well, well, yeah, well, I, and you know what? I think the the studio has got enough interest that you might start to get some converts until they reach the the store and find out that the Apple store is better than the Microsoft store, even though they've been working really hard on it. Hey, now, the Microsoft store is really nice. They give you free drinks. No, no, the store is no, fine. I mean, I'm talking work. about the App Store. I'm talking about the App Store. Oh, the App Store. Let's not go there, yeah. Okay, because right now I like the uh, Surface Dial right here. Like, there's this amorphous shiny knob. You can actually buy a shiny knob. No, no, no words out of you, Coop. You just nothing to say about this. But that's too easy. Yeah, can't you make it a little bit harder? Come on, gee. <laughs> so Surface Dial, just literally an object that I love it. Like there are multiple pictures you can have on it. Oh no, no. I'm wrong. It's not just a USB device. It's actually a surface adjustable device that you put on your, on the screen and you can actually adjust things. So it's basically a puck that you would put on the screen. Alexa, what? That's interesting. Okay, can we, you know, side note really fast about Alexa? What, what's, what's wrong? Uh, my mom got a new security system at her place. Cause let's try to not trigger up. so many devices, by the way. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, she lives alone and all that, and part of her new security system came with a new, a brand new Amazon Echo. The security system came with a voice activated. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so let's be slightly bothered by this, and more bothered about how she knows visiting those cameras slightly changed positions. But anyway, ignoring what's, that. What's, what's the IP address for her? No, 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 no. Focus, focus. No. Are we all Jeremy Clarkson, you know, original Top Gear fans here? Yes. Yeah. She responds to different things, and I have videos of it. It's like, what do you think of Jeremy Clarkson? And he's like, she'll be like, 
I don't really talk to him much, but when he does ask me things, it's generally to insult James May and Richard Hammond and she has different responses for all of them. And it's great. Well, that's, that's, yeah. It's so like, internet of things, you might be horrible for most for a security standpoint, but God, you're going to give us some lulls in the meantime. That's right. And that, that's what it's for. I actually, I have a great time with the stupid uh, additional fun features. Like they, there's currently a grand tour uh, voice set for Waze. So I actually use this in my GPS, and I get to listen to Clarkson and May oh. as I'm driving. Have you guys heard the alarm? I'm going to have to do that because I use Waze to, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. I should reconsider my thought of Waze just for that. <laughs> I'm going to have to reconfigure my Waze right now. That's right. And by the way, I'm looking at some of the new things that Microsoft is selling based on our conversation. And they have an updated yeah. version of the ergonomic keyboard, which is... It will never die. But it's the same it's kind. The same it's not... Keyboard been around for what 20 years it looks but, ugly but now it has the laptop keyboard version it's the low say, low travel keys like this weird uh hipster cloth in the front hipster cloth the, <laughs> i'm yeah. concerned about it does, what it does have hipster cloth <laughs> what is hipster cloth is it made of beard what what is it might be i don't want to know what it's made uh, of guys i really don't oh no it actually is furry or X something Exmo hair. Oh, uh, it's great. Made of fine Corinthian leather. No, I mean, it looks it looks like they basically made it all fancy and like they warped, like injection molded this thing. But I've got news. Uh, there's no there's been no real um, innovation in the ergonomic keyboard space. For 20 years. Uh, about that. Although there are a couple of really good. Uh, ergonomic keyboards that you're going to spend upwards of between $360 and $600. Or more. For the proper There's, I've seen some that are just crazy, like, look like something that belongs on a freaking sci-fi set. Sure. And it's like almost a grand new. Yeah. You find them for $800 used on eBay. It's right. Kind of I'll just be happy with SteelSeries with my rainbow keys. Oh, yes. No, oh, I, I actually bought an inexpensive one, so I'm sure it's... Uh, sending every keystroke I make to someone else around three in the morning. I'm pretty sure this keyboard that was so affordable has to be subsidized somehow. And sharing my data is just going to have to be worth it because I like every time I press a key, it actually ripples in rainbow in either direction. So that's pretty awesome to me. Um, it's that of the super bright, super clicky, extra long travel, basically where you, you go to push the key down and it travels somewhere down from basically your chin to your ankle is the travel distance this keyboard has. I'm pretty sure there's at least two positions as you move the key. And when you put the key all the way down to the bottom, it makes a clack so loud that pets will turn their heads. It's a loud keyboard. And this is a keyboard you use while you're recording voice? No, I use it at work to irritate my coworkers. Oh, that is great. Oh, okay. Then that that's a that's a link you'll have to send me later. <laughs> yeah, um, you need that loud. That, and we can briefly do that as that's an outro. One of the best parts about my job, you know, I don't have to be on phone. Oh yes, no wait. At Here, all. talk it's amongst yourselves. I'm not kidding. And apparently, he's walking away. We get wow. to see him all over. Uh, bye. Bye. So, so I guess I'll try to bring killer. this originally back a little bit, and I'll just go complain about Apple a little bit. Oh, God, what is that? Guys, I am that true. Is, uh, that looks like an ancient keyboard that I need to steal from him. 
Give me all the vintage. Give me all the vintage. Okay, so here we have what is this. This is the keyboard right here. Now listen. Oh my god! Is it's this crazy. your hipster keyboard? Yeah, I got the hipster mohair. Uh, There's no hair. Rest so just listen right to now. that. That's that's without you actually really typing. Mm. That's just touching it. You're oh. using this at work. Why is it I here? Well, I, I took it home because it had stopped working on a docking thingy that they had hooked to the machine to. So I, I, I brought it home, plugged it in. It works fine. So I'm guessing I'll bring it back because I'm not going to go full tilt on this while we're on the air because that would just sound terrible, but it's, it's fun to type with, but I mean, even from that, that's, that's away from the microphone. You can hear how loud that is. Um, yeah, this is an amazing thing and it, and it cost probably 50 bucks, maybe 60. So oh, wow. all the, normally they're, a lot more expensive than that. So now we should probably get back to some news because I've, I've dragged us so far away from what we were supposed to be talking about, which was oh, Apple is slowly dying. For, for birthday and Christmas. There you go. Yes, it's our yeah, gift I, idea. I, I, Welcome to the Saha Says Gift Guide, where we're going to talk our way through all of the possibilities that you could, hmm, I don't know, buy for your special someone. Someone who deserves things like recording equipment. Because that wouldn't be creepy <laughs> at all. No, no, I've been watching you, and I've noticed that you haven't been seeing and leaving me notes, so I'm only going to buy you things that are creepier and that have their own special sticky back that you could attach to things. Welcome back. Right. And the drapes, the new drapes in your living room look great. Yes. Okay. Sorry. All right. Enough of that. So, uh, <laughs> just so you guys know, we don't actually exist. We're figments of his imagination. Nice. Yeah, we're just voices in his head that come out yeah. to play. <laughs> so speaking of voices in your head that come out to play, let's bitch more about Apple. I think Pinky wanted to bitch some more about Apple and how much they suck. Well, it's just a fucking he's not about to deal. buy a, a MacBook Retina that hasn't changed in what four or five years. I wouldn't mind it's if they didn't touch change. bar, no escape is, key, and no function keys. The problem is, is the fact that they have changed. I mean, the beautiful thing about my Retina is that they actually gave you a graphics card if you paid the little bit extra, you know, for the one gig graphics card, which was Nvidia. I forget fucking what. I'm too lazy to pull it up because you know that actually would work. But it was actually a good graphics card that could be both for work and play. This current one they've bothered throwing in is only good for work, not play. You can't game on it very well. It's a pure, just, you know, if you want to do AutoCAD, you're going to be a happy person. Well, right. But I mean, I thought it was supposed to be that it was adjustable and you could do, are you talking about the, the amount of memory? It's all surface mount. No, now. not There's the no memory adjustable. per se. It's just the graphics card itself is useless if you want to go game. Oh, Wait, how is that possible? The whole point of having because, a dedicated graphics card. Yes, it's dedicated for like AutoCAD and stuff. It's just that specific graphics card has been designed more for work, not play or both. Oh. Which well, was the huge disappointment. So you have a disappointment internal. You have a battery that's glued into all hell. Right. You have, you know, the RAM and hard drive and whatnot that's now to the point where you have to get a new logic board and you just have to ask, why are you doing this Apple? You're already thin enough. You're already, you have great battery performance. That's one of the beautiful things about a Mac is that you get the better performance, better app store. I'd argue, you know, and just, I love the operating system. And my problem is the fact that what, what are you making me do now? 
I mean, I don't have the money for a new Apple, so I can wait for them to do another lineup in a year or two from now when I'll actually have a job, hopefully. Right. And I could actually be on the marketplace, but this is the path. I don't, I like Windows on the side. I want to just have an occasional fling with Windows and an wow. occasional fling with Linux. Okay. I want to be dedicated. I want to marry Mac, and they're making me want to divorce. Well, and so that hurts. Well, well, that no amount of marriage counseling will help. <laughs> but the I'm real sorry, you're not Mormon. Polygamy with computers is not allowed. Okay. Be quiet. You, I can do what I want. <laughs> She's like, whatever, whatever. I do what I want. Imagination, after all. Oh my gosh. No. What, what, so uh, before you go off marrying your AI, because apparently you're in love with with the Siri with the the hunkster voice that you've downloaded. Uh, oh no, that's going to be hipster way Siri. Now. Wait, it's going to be hipster Siri. Wait, it'll happen. You can you can make it work. Oh no, no. Uh, and and if you are downloading the 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 Waze update, by the way, I think you have to make sure you do it over Wi-Fi because by the time you get out to the car, it's too late. It's going to take forever to download, and that could eat up your data. So instead, uh, make sure that it's working before you leave the house. Meanwhile, over here, I use, uh, I, I do admit to having different devices that I've tinkered with back and forth when it comes to the home automation stuff. And I'm trying to find a way. I think I've just had to give up and say it's time to set up VLANs and in order to protect all the gear, because otherwise it's way too open. None of this stuff is really built around security yet. It's too young a technology, I think. And, uh, I'm not sure what your thoughts are that way, uh, especially Coop. Would you think a VLAN is what I could use to help protect myself from? If you keep your eyes open yeah. like that, you're you're gonna they're gonna dry out and fall off, dude. I mean, there you go. Although right. ears don't fall well, off, anyway, they fall yeah, off. VLANs could be an easy way to segment your network, but why stop there? Why not have a PF sense? You know, firewall. Oh, no, no, and no, then have no. Separate routers, totally separate no. wire routers. Let's get anal retarded. Anal. <laughs> Not to <laughs> and retard it and make like total separate Wi-Fi modems and routers. Actually, and why? Why? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop ridiculing. Why? Why wouldn't you want separate routers for that? I don't mind the separate routers, but PF and really take the time. But some of us can't even adjust the radius of our Wi-Fi network broadcast. Hey, I'm just lazy. Yeah, that means that you're not even going to set up separate VLANs for your Alexa. We actually uh, do. It's going to control your Roomba. Your wait, does your Roomba talk, talk to Alexa? Yes. No, it's it's. I'm just wait, she said yes. Roomba hold on, hold on. Roomba. She said yes. Who said yes, Alexa? Yes. Alexa said yes. Stop that. Alexa said yes. Pinky, what do you mean? Do you actually have the Roomba responding to voice no. commands? I don't have a room, but I wish I did. Okay, just checking. It was Anito's robot vacuum. That's what's in the rundown that I'm talking about later. Oh, okay. Or we can talk about it now. Well, no, wait, right now, now we should be, uh, well, whoever wants the next story, you can grab it because we've gone off the rails so far here. We're, we're, we're rolling into what the heck are we even doing category, which is normal for us. So uh, uh, we were just bitching about how much Apple sucks. Well, Apple yeah. doesn't actually, well, because they would charge you for that. Well, they you know, they, 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 it might be a part of Apple care, you know, with Apple shiny, shiny. Everybody likes the shiny, which is sexual experience you ever had. What? Because we're talking about paying for favors, right? I'm joking. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because what if, what if it was for really good tea or chocolate? Uh, never mind. So 
Yeah, I'm lost at that comment. Oh, I don't oh know no. We're, we're tea and chocolate favor into this. Oh, Plus, we're talking about like uh, idiocracy's form of Starbucks. No, no. <laughs> you like lattes? Oh, gosh. I like lattes. We should be friends. That's that's kind of disturbing. Um, Inaccurate. Well. <laughs> so what about that Android malware? I'm just curious, Pinky. What does it let you do? So basically what's going on is that if you have some malware, you can hack and steal a Tesla car. Yay, Androids. Wait. Yay, I can go actually shit on, you know, something else other than Apple. For at least a but whole minute. At least for a whole minute. We'll see. But um, basically, some security researchers found out by default, when you get a Tesla, you, and if you have an Android, you install their app, which you enter a username and password, and the app generates an OAuth token. Does Apple use this token every time the user reopens their app? I have no idea. <laughs> did, your, did your toy that you just pull out make a noise? Sorry, it's... <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I just found the power switch. It's been on the, the, the shelf for over a, a, almost a year now, I think, and I hadn't noticed there was a power switch on this thing. Sorry, you were saying that about okay, these. There's an OAuth token. Makes it so. so that, wait, it's an OAuth right. token? Yeah, there's an OAuth token on the Tesla app, basically, so you don't have to re enter your credentials for 90 days. And in that 90 days, then you don't have to enter your username, password to go manage your Tesla, I guess. But they found out that if they keep this token in a plain text file in the app sandbox folder, you can read it if you have access to the user's phone. And basically from there, go have fun with your car. Okay, hold on now. So why on earth would the OAuth grant document or the OAuth grant token be sitting in an out of sandbox plain text file? I don't know. Someone was being dumb or drunk. Oh, gosh. So, it's really surprising because it's normally good about security. Yep. Do they actually update and patch shit on their Android, unlike everybody else that uses Android? You mean (laughs) in the actual car? You mean in the actual car? Other than, like, the Nexus, you know, line, it seems like Android is never updated. Oh, my gosh. Well, they... Well, see, but okay, but see, this still goes back. If you look at it, victims must still install a malicious app on their devices first that allows this to be done. So this is still, so the the article from bleepingcomputer.com, while it still does describe how it happens, basically they're showing that a simple social engineering trick can fool a user into installing the malicious app that will then allow the the, the theft of other things to happen. But the, yeah, it's just disturbing when you normally think about if I'm going to get fished or if I get social engineered, whatever, you don't think your car is at risk. You think, sure, your PII, your identity, maybe, you know, different things like that that are a bit more abstract, you could argue. Things you know, things like that, your photos, your nudes, whatever. Those you expect to get hacked on a normal basis. Your car? You're, I mean, we already talked about recently, you know, your actual car getting hacked. But now here's my little phone, which is not an Android, just it's my phone. But, you know, using your phone to get hack your card, that's not something we normally think about. And, and I agree with you. But, I mean, even as it says here in the article, again, Google has been providing timely security updates for the Android OS, which many <laughs> carriers have been failing to deliver to their customers. This is, in point of fact, the very reason I no longer am willing to purchase non-Google-produced or endorsed hardware. Because if I'm going to have an, an Android experience, 
I want the updates. My very first Samsung Galaxy S is the reason I, I learned this. I learned it the hard way because I read all the news feeds that said, yeah, you're going to get updates. No, not really. Not you. Not for a year. So the rest of the world was beyond, I believe it was Android Eclair. That's where I still was. Was I think it was 2.2. From 2.1 to 2.2 was the biggest jump, and it took uh, almost six months to a year. So after that, I said, no more. No more of that. That's not a good experience. The, at least the Apple one, I got direct updates. Even the Microsoft Windows phone, I got updates from the vendor the day they came out. I wasn't waiting or pussyfooting around, trying to get the, the carriers to do something. It was done. So now I'm, I'm waiting, I'm guessing, for the Amiga phone or something, because... Uh, I think at this point, Windows Phone makes less, makes up less than one tenth of one percent or worse. So it's gone. It's done. Uh, I think the only hope they have now is doing a proper Windows 10 Surface Phone. And that's probably going to be mid 2017 when they try that. And if it's anything like the rollout for the Kin, right. Well, well, it's not like Apple is doing much innovating in this space either at the moment. Hey, now. I have the new iPhone. Its camera is absolutely amazing. Okay, but what does the camera do? Yeah. It ha- has a telephoto lens where it actually has a proper zoom, and it can oh. go to 10x with it being absolutely stunning. Okay, that's beautiful. Okay, so how does you that improve this? Did not watch the keynote. No, I did not watch the keynote this time. And I'll let it- look. I'll let you trash on the new MacBook Pros and the Retinas. I'll not let you trash on my goddamn iPhone. They're still doing their shit on iPhone. So, so tell me this: Does the I'm new phone? The so does the I love the coin. Does the new camera, like with the Windows Hello features, does the camera have the ability to tell depth? I believe maybe. Okay, so while you're looking that up, I'm going to say that that's one of the things that I'm looking for a security context for these changes and these improvements, right? Coop, do you, what, what what kind of device do you currently have? Are you Android? Are you Windows? Are you are you iPhone? What what are you using these days? I'm Android, and it is a Nexus line, because everything else is crap. I mean, even... Just like iPhones. Well, everything everything is crap, right? Everything's crap. Let's just be all... Even about all of this, it's all crap. Because there are certain things that you cannot do on each of them that you can do on the other. The most popular one should have the best features because it makes the most money, and yet it still lacks some things. We can't quite tell over webcam what it is you're bringing up there. Easy. Ah, good, nice. Okay, that was the the I'm spamming the the poke at you button. Got it. So my easy re- button. It's the easy button. So now the question is, uh, if that's the Pixel line, or one of those like it, does it have the camera that does the the facial recognition, or is it, or is uh, this the one that does I the Retina? I don't need it. I'm sure it does. I I would not want it though. So okay, so there. Now that's interesting. So Pinky posted into the chat window that Apple calls their initial two lens computational photo offering portrait mode. The most recent developer version of iOS 10.1 has a beta version of this feature. And under the right circumstances, it enables a so-called depth effect where both cameras can fire simultaneously and a depth map is built based on subtle stereo disparity between the captured images. This nine-level depth map can then be used to drive a variable radius blur. The resulting photo uh, simulates a shadow or shallow depth of field. Well, that's fine, 
But, and I've used it with my cats. Well, yeah, but that's not what I was talking about. I'm in a security. Uh, it's. Oh, I'm sure security. the photos of the cats are lovely. I'm sure they're wonderful. I'm sure they're they're just beautiful fur beast, fur baby, happy, good stuff. I was asking if it would be usable to support, uh, like the Windows Hello feature, where they're working towards now. Again, there are different versions of that, but it's the idea of get that out of your system. Go ahead. All right, the face authentication, got it. Okay, cool. So, uh, so that was where I was headed. Was looking for the you know for use in authentication. I don't think any technology's ready there. So, well, that's the the Windows Hello was the closest, and they're just tying the authentication piece to an enterprise context on the back end, which could be of use. It's just not there. It's an, it's another factor. I want to see security implemented in home use in a way that makes people use it. That's all I want. I want security to be usable by people. I don't want to hear about motor cars running off on their own because somebody forgot to secure. Uh, they, they downloaded a bad app. That should not be possible. That should not happen. But haven't people been able to unlock smart homes that have been equipped with Apple Home or whatever their smart home feet? thing is by yelling through the door saying siri unlock the door so there may or may not be for any platform i'm saying oh, that I all of them reminded me of something actually so with the new iphone when i set it up this over thanksgiving break when you're setting up hey siri it's now tuned to your voice ah. well you can still hold down the phone obviously you know the normal home button and activate siri but the whole hey siri aspect only happens I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> now your phone woke up, didn't you it? You know, besides my voice. Like, for example, Nick got the new iPhone before I did, and I would try to do it, you know, because I'm an asshole. We all know this. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, Siri. And it'd be like, nope. And I'm like, what? what? Like, my voice cannot even try to mock his at all. So they somehow tied it voice-wise to the point where you have to, sa- you have to be you, kind of. So... I- and so actually this was demoed at LastCon in Austin a few weeks ago. So uh, Dave Kennedy, who was presenting a keynote for day two, I think it was, I think there was a, a moment where he basically showed from a pre-recorded situation that even though the lock screen was up on the new Google Pixel phone, he could use the OK Google feature, I believe is what it was, now that we've activated all of the different platforms on this program. OK Google search. No, stop it. Oh, gosh. Don't do that. You'll find a picture of me. That's no good. So I was afraid you were going to read what you actually found. Uh, No, 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 none of that. None of that. (laughs) And and shame on you, Coop, for trying to get open devices to go search for that. Hopefully it just told everybody it couldn't find that. If not, I'm hoping your safe searches. (laughs) Yeah, hey, stop that. Wait a minute now. (laughs) I may or may not have devices that are listening on that frequency, too. Um, I want Alexa, Hey Amiga. Where is Amiga? Response, podcast. So, and by the way, I went and did that, and it works. And I'm impressed by the fact that it can just go look up the name of the podcast for Dangerous Minds and actually do that. So, you know what? Here's a favor so for everybody. Uh, hey says? Alexa, play Dangerous Minds podcast. And in a minute, you're going to get the response of playing Dangerous Minds podcast through TuneIn. And I tried to submit ours. And the, the, the feed, the RSS feed is not functioning correctly. It says that I don't 
have the feed set up correctly, even though we're using the same tools, for some reason, mine is not a valid link. And so I went up and uh, I've, I've submitted a trouble ticket with the nice folks to see if we can't resolve what that is. The first one, it has to do with the, uh, the HTML link for the graphic. So I'm not sure why that still would be an issue. But anyway, enough of that. Hopefully your car hasn't run off because we've triggered all of these other things. I'm instead going to push uh, to say, hey, Pinky, what about that ransomware? That's a pesky thing. I actually had someone call me on the phone the other day trying to get uh, their system fixed because they thought they'd gotten locked out. And it turned out to be a, a kind of tricky uh, uh, browser issue that when they rebooted, it was it was gone. But everybody's different. So what about it, Pinky? So there's nothing super amazing about this one. If you, We already briefly talked about Locky last week, I believe. But this is just a reiteration that, you know, Locky is now apparently 5% of the ransomware out there in just October. So it's the biggest ransomware dedicated to one type per se, I guess. And basically what's going on is that using scalable vector, vector graphics, SVG files, um, users are prompted to install a codec extension to view a video or image, apparently since by contact through Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn is how it's going around. Um, the extension downloaded the Numicod downloader, which can spread malware and steal sensitive information. And then once you install it, it goes to typical, you know, ransomware, where encrypted until a ransom is paid. Ours wow. is the second most prevalent bit of malware currently out in the wild. And what's particularly interesting about Locky is that they're increasingly targeting healthcare organizations in the recent months. Well, that's strange. So it's not just a typical ransomware of we're going to try to get everyone and, you know, anyone. They're starting to target healthcare, and it's just a curious question of why healthcare? I mean, there's obvious answers. Because but they pay? Well, yeah. And, and well, let's, let's, the, the core from this article that we, the, 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 the bit of knowledge we should definitely pull is that, as they say in the article from infosecurity-magazine.com, to better protect yourself, don't ever open an attachment from someone you don't know. It's almost the same thing with stranger danger. Don't, you know, don't cross the street with someone you don't know. Don't open the door without checking first who's on the other side. This is no different. It's just the digital age version of the same warning. Wouldn't you agree, Coop? I definitely say uh, don't download random crap. You know, use proper DCS, people. You would think you know, that that would be a normal, you know, standard practice or SOP. If we can throw any more acronyms in there, don't click shit. Use common sense. That's the DCS people. Common. That's what don't don't click. That's what DCS is. So yeah, you would think it. Yeah, I don't understand, but hey, if you remember way back when, the "I love you" virus was just an attachment that said "I love you," but that. But that's the problem is that we haven't had, so we've gotten better. A lot of, a lot more people are more aware now, but they're still, we're still nowhere near the level we need to be at to really have the, the, what's the word, the, uh, market penetration of this kind of warning. There's still too many people who don't think this happens every day and it happens every single day. My parents have gotten the phone call from the nice, helpful, quote-unquote, Microsoft employee who has detected that they have a virus on their machine and should 
probably help them to walk through how to fix it. Start by granting access to this remote support request. The actual, I, I got a phone call literally two days ago from someone who was experiencing, uh, who'd gotten a, a pop-up screen that told them to call an 800 number and Microsoft technicians, quote unquote, alleged Microsoft technicians, would help them figure out the issue. And thankfully, they, they knew better and they said, yeah, why am I being directed to go to some strange website and grant someone else outside access? No thanks. Hung up on them and, and figured it out on their own. And that's the right move. Because, I mean, otherwise, we're just shouting at each other, right, Coop? Pinky, we're talking to each other about this. The real challenge is getting this message outside of our quote-unquote echo chamber and getting people to realize that we live in an age where you can't, you know, that there's a comedian who does a routine about what it used to be like when people would come to the door and company was coming over to your house versus, you know, yesterday versus today. And in the old days, oh my gosh, I think I've got some cake set aside. And, you know, we can, we can find something for everyone to eat, sit, relax, take a load off, let's chat. Nowadays, it's ding dong and everybody hide. Someone get behind the couch. No, Billy, close the curtains. They can see you. And, and it's times have changed. Times have changed and we've built it for ourselves. And well, what you can do instead, if you want, is the next time you get a tech support call, follow one of my friends what they did. What's they that? ask what browser you use. You say, you use Tor. <laughs> laugh as they lose their shit. And I was going to say, why don't we just go ahead with, I use, um, I use the, the Netscape Navigator. He almost went there, but instead he saw he actually had Tor. Because he's like, nice. yeah, I have a Mac, you know, I'm running this version. Because he was doing this on purpose and he's working on trying to get a VM up. He's nice. like, oh, I have Tor installed. And He's like, I use Tor, and this lady just loses her shit, being like, no, don't you have Chrome, Firefox, whatever? Who no, the hell uses wow. this? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, look, I know you're just trying to give me malware anyway. Can you just give it to me? Oh, she loses her shit even more. She's like, sir, we are a legitimate company. We are trying to help you, blah, blah, blah. Really? Yeah. So that's we what... We're finally trying to help you. Exactly. It's just not right, people. It's just not right. And and so this is another opportunity that we have. And I, by the way, want to actually jump back one story for a second here. Uh, it's actually the e-voting machines story from the EFF uh, because it came out on the 23rd of this month. And it says that e-voting machines need paper audits to be trustworthy because this is almost, I think, less of a warning as more of a, a political position piece because the discussion is that voting machines, especially those that have digital components, are intrinsically susceptible to being hacked, according to the article on EFF.org. The main protection against hacking is for voting machines to provide an auditable paper trail, but if it's never audited, it's useless. Now, their point is well made there, that there is a very risky problem of gathering audit data and not reviewing it. That's why standards and documentation usually dictate, governance dictates when an audit needs to take place or how often the materials need to be reviewed. However, there are other things to be concerned about. It's not just that e-voting machines are, are supposed to not be connected to the internet, uh, and that's still not considered to be enough. The The problem is, is that we don't have a really good way of knowing when our voice is being tampered with. So I can see their point, but I don't want to scare people. I, you know, the, there has to be a line between sharing an idea and telling everyone to go home, hide under the bed and, and don't ever touch electronics again. 
there are those who would easily argue that our lives were better before we got to this point. Because it was easier. The world was a simpler place. I think it's more fascinating to see how this, this social experiment of ours that we call existence is going, but that's just me. Okay, so I'm, I'm just rambling now. But the point was that this is an interesting uh, article that talks about concerns regarding election hacking being higher than ever. This is a turning point, according to the article, in securing our election systems. And so they were trying to get recounts done, of course, because of the EFF, and they believe strongly that one candidate should have done this versus that. Fine. The point is, is that electronic voting isn't going anywhere. In fact, it's probably going to become the norm. Hey, eventually, maybe we'll actually get to the point where we have uh, uh, the ability to vote using our electronic devices and we'll be able to simply tap a button on there because we'll have to have asserted that we are who we say we are through some multiple factor authentication method. And then we can choose right then and there through our devices because it's going to first happen with a bubblegum pop show and then we're going to move on. That's what I think. It's going to start there where they charge for you to tap your thumb on the thing and then we just go on with it. Maybe. So you're you're saying that you're going to make it actually easier for dead people to vote then? How is it? De- well, I don't want to see that jar of thumbs Nowhere. you happen to have on your on your desk if we're using multi-factor. That's kind of gross. You should probably not have a a necklace made up of of dead thumbs. No, no, no. That's why he has a three D printer. R- well, I thought that was gummy bears. Isn't the gummy bear attack not not a 3D printer attack? Well, there was well, it was like gummy frog and uh, leverage. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so enough about that. I'm going to go back instead and jump back to the Black Friday deal from motherboard.vice.com, which was interesting because it basically says I'm getting a PlayStation for this Black Friday and it's only going to cost me 25 bucks. Now, the article from motherboard.vice.com goes into explaining that a person had bought the device almost three years ago, but unfortunately it had a sharp meeting with Asphalt, and so what they really get into is they are fixing an old device rather than uh, going out and buying something new. So the point is, against this, the grain of our, you know, throw it out if it doesn't work culture, they're actually suggesting that you could go out and probably finding and recycling older devices to put them back into service because there's a very strong secondary market for used and refurbished electronics that's usually kind of untapped is at least the point of the article as far as I can tell. So they're talking about how to go through systematically to fix things, get parts, and put something back into service and kind of impress yourself with your ability to learn. The part that made me laugh is further down the article. It says, if you have a pre-retina MacBook or MacBook Pro, you can still open the computer and put in more RAM in about five minutes, which could extend its life by years. If you have one with the soldered in memory, anything post-retina or any MacBook Air, join me, <laughs> join the author in ceaselessly whining about the decision uh, is actually what they wrote. And they give a link to an actual page that allows you to discuss. But... This aside, because this actual Mac that I am currently performing the recording of our program on is actually an upgraded uh, pre-retina MacBook that I adore because it has all the extra memory in it and it and it's great. It's still limited to how far you can take it, but the fact of the matter is is that it's going to be functional for a much longer time than certain other devices. 
Heck, if you can uh, find a low enough level of Linux, you can probably even bring that old netbook of yours that, you know, the one that's only got maybe one or two gigs of RAM and it's in a drawer. You could probably put that thing back into service if you could handle the display. So hook it up to an external monitor and keyboard and just go on about your business. There are some amazing things you can do. Now, if you're really up to a task, you can set yourself to learning Arch Linux, like Pinky and Coop and those who do the CCDC challenges. I'm still kind of a wuss. I, I'm, I'm sitting over here messing still with Mint and things like that because it, I'm up and running very quickly. If you want to commit suicide, you use Gentoo. And then if you want to kill yourself five times over, you can pile Gentoo with Jira Security. With what security? If you Jira are security. just an evil person, you teach it to someone that doesn't know what Linux is. Well, now that's, that's how you gain your install. gray beard. That with their first inst is that what you went through, Coop? Were you taught Gentoo with GR security on your first install? No, I, I learned uh, Slackware for my first install. Oh, but you know, I I still think it would be hilarious if you managed to introduce someone to the Linux world by printing out the manual <laughs> manual for just installing Gentoo, which if you do print it out on you know single side paper. It becomes even bigger, and uh, if you bound it together, you can kill small children. <laughs> this, this, this is a way how you can improve the gene pool and not allow Trump to be elected again. You bound this book, and you drop it on small children. If they can squirm out from under it, then we have a chance for survival, people. W weren't you a youth pastor? <laughs> yes, I talk kids about God. Okay. And this is how I came to see God. He drops the gin too. Uh, I've heard of dropping the beat. I've heard of dropping the bass. I'm not sure about dropping the manual. Although I do know about <laughs> little Bobby drop tables. I'm pretty sure I've heard about him. Uh, RTFM, what? Yeah, well, why don't we talk? So, so what, what? maybe Nito needs to read the manual. I don't know. What do you think there, Coop? I don't know. It it might be as cool as that CNN article I posted at chat about C Sweden giving money for repairs. Wait, uh, really? To pick back on the article we just went over. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, what we what were wait, you saying? So so wait, there's a CNN article that talks about what now? It says make and do at make do and mend. Sweden wants to give you your money back for fixing things. Now that's yep. interesting. So they're giving tax breaks to their citizens for fixing their shit instead of throwing it out. Well, that's a beautiful way to be because we are in a society now where it's like, oh, my laptop died. Time to buy a new one. When it's like, but you could have repaired but, but it. But I like that laptop. I want to fix that laptop. I have actually a, a problem is that I, I fixed too many of the older ones, it seems like. A friend of mine used to say that my house is where the old tech would go to get Linux installed, and his house is where it would go to die. And I said, that's that's not true. That's not true. He said, what did you do with the old computer I gave you? I said, I put Linux on it and gave it to someone else. He's like, <laughs> see? I'm like, what? It works. It worked. You do this, you learn how to use the free operating system, and it's it just does its job. So in other words, you're the guy to talk to about getting extra parts. Um, no. So yeah, you wouldn't happen to have an extra DVI cable, would you? Um, Probably have five. I bet. Maybe right out of arm's reach on this side. 
But no, uh, I actually, I gave away, actually, I put by the curbside, which is my way of saying I gave away. Uh, I gave away like a bunch of parts last year. I cleaned out a huge pile of stuff, maybe two years ago, actually. Uh, and it was the great culling because I had a Pentium 90, man. I had a Pentium 90 with a SCSI 3 card in it. It was a maxed out machine with all of, I think, one gig of memory, which was huge for that machine from its age. It might have actually been 512, actually, 512 meg. It was like uh, brand new in, what, 96? Um, around there. But I had uh, gotten it donated, and it had all this gear in it, and it was maxed out, and it was, I mean, it, it did everything it possibly could. The only thing it needed was a better processor. And then, of course, yeah. the motherboard, the newer boards didn't have the number of slots needed to make all this gear run. So I kept it for a while. It was basically a hardcore home server from the 90s, so to speak. So finally, it had to go. All of it had to go. All the old SCSI drives, all the old printers, all the old stuff. It was the great culling, I'm telling you. Uh, and since so I did that... Were you, you running the, the SATA... Uh, or SATA... Data analyzer as a screensaver or from command line. I, I was no, no, there was no SATA in any of this gear. It was so old. It was basically RLL MFM. Uh, this is old stuff. Yeah. Like the SETI at home no, level SETI stuff. One. SETI at home. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's where the screensaver was SETI at home for several of these pieces of equipment. Once upon a time, I liked oh, the God. idea, the idea of a distributed supercomputer. I did. I thought it was a neat idea. Uh, granted, it was 1997, and those machines were still king. But now that you guys know how big my bald spot is, uh, the the difference is now that you could build a small cluster with Raspberry Pi machines without that much work. Stop trying to measure the bald spot on camera, there, uh, Coop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong. That's the strange gestures from my co-host here, but we won't get into that. Why don't you tell us instead about cleaning floors with robot vacuums? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can definitely talk about that. Uh, either that or you can talk about what you're doing with Raspberry Pis in place of your old cluster. But, hey, you know, we've been talking about Alexa for a while earlier. And, uh, okay, Google. And, yes, now I'm going to trigger everything. And, Siri, can you hey, all clean the floor? Apparently only Alexa can right now. So, Alexa, uh, turn on Nito's robot vacuum. And if you don't have one, Alexa might be confused right now. And it's a nice little TechCrunch article that talks about that they apparently got a nice little Alexa integration. Wow. And I believe for Black Friday, they were giving out, yes, Black Friday, between Black Friday, actually, and December 23rd of this year, anytime you buy a Nito robot vacuum, you get a free Echo Dot. So the Echo Dot, I have to admit, they've done a fantastic job of making a cheap version of Alexa, like a little bundled sub-50 or at $50 or less device that you can actually run off of a USB power source instead of a wall charger. And this thing, even though the speaker is not up to the same quality as the full-on Echo device, it's fantastic. With this tiny little, it'll run off a rechargeable battery if you had one. And it'll basically drive your army, your, your home automation army. And so you could do a great number of things with this. It'll hook to Bluetooth speakers. It does all these crazy things and it's 50 bucks and they sell them in multi packs. Like you were going out to buy a six pack of long necks. It's crazy. Now 
the thing is, the idea of getting a vacuum cleaner stuck to it, I don't know, do you like hook this up after you've got all the home automation stuff and just torture the pets in your home and just have the home automation devices target the pets and have video of your automated vacuum cleaner chasing the dog? I don't know. Or the cat. I figured the cat or would the just cat get on the... Right. Yeah, cat would ride it and then just swack the dog as they go by. And so, you know, that's hilarious. Thank you, Coop. That's a hilarious link. There's actually a, a company... 12 that packs now. Selling them in how many? 12 packs? Yes. They had a nice little special of if you buy, uh, what is it? A six pack, you get one free. But if you buy a 12 pack, you get two free. Okay. Who needs to get a 12 pack for the party of Alexis? Wow. That's kind of ridiculous. I think it would be hilarious but, if you could get them to sing in, in, in kind of unison or something. I don't know. Can they harmonize? You know, if you, if you get Alexa and the robot vacuum to go, then does it come with a free shark hoodie for your cat? Nice. That's all I got to say. Shark and maybe an extra kitties. one for your kid so that your kid can sit there in its chair wearing a shark hoodie while the cat's wearing a shark hoodie, riding the uh, robot vacuum and Alexa's controlling it all. So someone needs to actually start up a hacker project to custom. Okay. No, go, go ahead, Pinky. The first video, it is a cat in a little shark costume on a Roomba. It's cute. Oh, I think I think she's just overloaded. I think we just yeah, lost her because she she changed pitch. She's left the atmosphere. <laughs> um, it's adorable though. Well, that that's why it's the internet. You, that's how you break the internet. You show pictures of cute kittens in that's shark hoodies. That's how we hoodies. broke the internet via Internet of Things. So now the fact that we're combining it, it cat. Yes. We have found our new overlords. So what I was going to get at was someone needs to do a homebrew project to have all the Alexas or all the Echoes in a room actually sing bohemian rhapsody so we could actually have it perform in trario or however many layers it would need to be for them to scream galileo galileo and so on oh my god i think that that would actually be the only way to get that to work would be to to actually use the layering ability of home automation of course at that point your home would implode become skynet and it would be game on and then we'd have a nice little DDoS attack like we had a couple weeks ago. But all from your pack of Alexas that just stopped playing, singing, uh, you know, let him go. <laughs> we will not let you and go. Instead, it's like, yes, we have achieved Skynet. Exactly. Please bow to your new master, humanity. <laughs> Wait, Barbara Manatee? Never mind. Uh, actually, I'm going to say, those of you who just got that, I know you have kids, or at least you love really silly animation. So, I'm going to jump instead to an article from the Hacker News that actually describes that WhatsApp finally includes two-step verification passcode. And the article says, for the love of Pete, turn it on. Turn it on now. Stop reading this article and go turn it on. That's what so it basically says. stop listening to us and turn it on now. That's right. And so basically, instead, since we can't just have nice things, it's not just 2FA like everyone else says. It's 2SV because it's two-step two verification. So to get your two-step on, they want you to go and use the WhatsApp beta and go on. So it's just funny to me that we actually have to reinvent every single time. We can't just say the same silly thing. But maybe it's from written... In a different perspective. The point being, next time when you reconfigure your WhatsApp account on your new phone or want to add it to your account, a new number to your account, the messaging app will require the 
user to enter and confirm a six-digit secret code, a one-time-use code, which is great because now that NIST has actually come out publicly saying that they want to get rid of one-time code over SMS and email, the only way to do it then that would make sense is to use what's called push notification. And if you're used to push notification, it would be like a pop-up message on your mobile device. So I think it would actually work if we could use push notification. And I personally think I'm, I, <laughs> I'm reading our chat window and I see that I've now afflicted Coop with a song that I was just uh, referencing earlier. I think that might be what I need to do next time. There's a bout of, of karaoke in the future of, of social media. We'll have to do that. What do they call that? Dub smash? Never mind. Uh, anyway, so, so WhatsApp finally gets its uh, collective app out of its <clears throat> App Store and allows us to use multi-factor. That's a good thing. That's a good step. That's the right step. So instead, I'm going to actually push and say, okay, Pinky, what's this deal with a pre-installed backdoor on Android phones? Can you uh, so, tell us more about that? From the HackerNews.com, our unofficial sponsor. <laughs> you on an Android smartphone. You could be one of the 700 million users whose phone is secretly sending text messages to China every 72 hours. This is apparently that secret backdoor where it sends all of your text messages, call log, contact list, location history, and app data to China every 72 hours. Um, security researchers from CryptoR discovered that the alleged backdoor hidden in the firmware of many budget Android smartphones sold in the United States, which, you know, gathers and sends it off. Um, it was, apparently, this backdoor firmware software is developed by a China-based company called Shanghai Add-Ups Technology, which claims that the software runs updates for more than 700 million devices worldwide. What a convenient number. Oh, my gosh. And it is worth noting that Add-Up provides the software to much larger handset manufacturers, such as ZTE and um, Huawei, which sell their Android phones worldwide, over 150 countries and regions. And also, besides sniffing SMS message contacts and whatnot, um, it also has the capability to remotely install and update applications on your smartphone as oh, well. Oh, no way. And it's said to be there intentionally, not accidentally, or due to security flaw. Although, according to the U.S. authorities at the moment, it is unclear whether the data has been collected for advertising purposes or government influence or surveillance. So, you know. Um, See, there, there's it's just so nerve-wracking to think that there are these applications. And you can't remove it or disable it. You can't actually remove it or disable it? Correct. Kill it with fire. Just get a new phone. You're going to have to. Fire. Can I just run an emulator and emulate an old Palm OS phone <laughs> on the Android phone? Well, there are some Symbian phones available on eBay for a decent price. No, no, no. Not Symbian. Not Well, not that Symbian's bad, actually. Okay, so let's go to Sale OS. Yeah, we can do that. Go back to Sale OS. Because that was actually still being developed. That is Symbian, right? Maybe. Uh, yeah, but that's Russian. Oh, is it uh, Russian? Oh, that well, you know. The, yeah, okay, so. I don't want cyber herpes on my phone. <laughs> I, I can already get it now. <laughs> if I wanted that, I would just buy you know some sort of Chinese or North Korean version of Android and you know, with its big gaping goatsy firewall of a phone. PF Sense goatsy? What? Hey, this is giving me ideas now. I'm concerned. 
what yeah more lines for saha rhapsody um sing off at next saha (laughs) Saha rhapsody that's just wrong that that's also probably we could get that done considering the way that the wireless communications uh presentation went this last round uh so if if you didn't attend the last saha we had a kind of free-for-all free-form uh rf signal discussion so there's a giant whiteboard that has some very confusing drawings on it, and they weren't pornographic or even semi-pornographic. It was just... That's why they were confusing. Well, the, yeah, apparently. Uh, and and I, I had no idea what where we were going with that for a while, but I just kept throwing more questions in because I wanted to see how far we can actually go down the rabbit hole. And the answer is, you know what, even even pretty relaxed, this crowd can still sling a lot of knowledge. It's it's pretty impressive and still pretty confusing. I'll I'll explain. It's still funny when uh, then a sober guy that's uh, actually I think active duty was saying, um, actually it's this and that. Uh, every once in a while, when he was that hammered and forgetting what he was saying, he's like, it's this, this, and this. Uh, keep going. Well, yeah, people. And now he things. wants to talk, so he might that. The sober guy might actually talk the next one. There is no greater impetus for people who don't want to say something than to see you fold the map incorrectly in front of other people. At least that's my supposition. And on that note, unless we've got more things to discuss, I think I'm going to call this one and say thank you so much for listening to us. This has been our post-Turkey Day edition of Saha Says. I hope that everyone has had a chance to get together or stay alone if that was your preference. I hope you've had a chance to relax at least and maybe get a chance to do some computing of your own. We are going to reconvene soon, and when we do, we might actually talk about security. But until then, we hope you get a little bit strange and have some fun. Take care.